Good evening. Our top stories tonight. Jerry Jones is back to his wheeling, dealing ways. Acquires Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans for absolutely nothing. Pretty much the same deal that they got rid of Amari Cooper with. Same thing to acquire Brandon Cooks. Upgrade on the offense there. The Texans, they don't upgrade. They get worse on offense by losing Brandon Cooks. But at the same time, they extend Laramie Tunsil. Big contract for him securing that offensive line for rookie QB1, whoever they get with that second pick. We also have the Panthers. Panthers working to bring in Terrace Marshall and Adam Thielen sign both of them. And we've got much, much more on player profiler today. So we start with Brandon Cooks heading to the Houston Texans. Jerry Jones is cooking. Jerry Jones, he gets a wide receiver too. For the Dallas Cowboys, yes, in fantasy, in real life, Brandon Cooks over Michael Gallup. I talked to Billy Muzio, the rankings master, earlier today, just right before the show, actually, and Brandon Cooks, much greater than Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup, he might not even be a starter by the time the season rolls around if they make a certain addition that we expect them to per Cody Carpentier. But Brandon Cooks, this is his fourth trade that ties an NFL record. That ties Eric Dickerson and Kiko Alonso. I did not realize Kiko Alonso also got traded four times. NFL record, fourth trade for Brandon Cooks. This time, it's a fifth in 2023 and a sixth in 2024. Just an absolute bargain for the Dallas Cowboys, especially considering that the Houston Texans, they're paying $6 million extra to not have Brandon Cooks on their team. The Texans ponied up a little bit of extra money they're keeping some of that Brandon Cooks contract in order to facilitate the trade, which means they weren't getting offers. If they had to keep $6 million and only get a fifth and a sixth, no one was coming calling for Brandon Cooks because they knew he had to be released at that salary. They knew he didn't want to be there in Houston. And the Cowboys profit. See, Jerry Jones in recent years, Jerry Jones has become a better and better general manager. He's not going for... The big time swings and mistakes that he used to. And honestly, Stephen Jones, his son, probably helping a little bit. Stephen Jones has been quite effective as a co-general manager. But they're quietly and solidly just doing the right decision over and over again. Michael, you are absolutely not correct. Cooks is not nearly cooked. Brandon Cook still has the juice. Brandon Cook still has it. Brandon Cooks, he's still got the speed. Now, he's not the four low four threes that he used to be, but I guarantee you Brandon Cooks is still running in the four fours. He will stretch the field far more effectively than Michael Gallup did. He Best comparable on playerprofiler.com to T.Y. Hilton, who we all saw was pretty effective for the Dallas Cowboys last year. So a better, younger version of T.Y. Hilton with Dak Prescott to stretch the field. Cooks is still cooking, as Toronto Dave puts it. Brandon Cooks, he's going to have a more successful season than Michael Gallup. We've got him ahead of Gallup in the projections. Still behind C.D. Lamb, of course. But this Dallas Cowboys offense, it has improved. It has gotten better. We get Tony Pollard. He's RB1 now, officially, even though he was RB1 out of Zeke anyways. But Pollard, it's his backfield. That's an upgrade just by getting rid of Zeke. I don't know who RB2 is going to be. Right now, it's Malik Davis, but whoever it is, upgrade over Zeke. And at X, currently, we have Michael Gallup, but 
we could have Antonio Brown, as Cody Carpentier has said, projects that AB signs with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, there are reports that the Cowboys like Odell Beckham. We keep hearing that on Twitter. Cody lets us know, eh, it's not everyone in the Dallas Cowboys that loves Odell. There are certain members of the community or of the team that love him and others that aren't so in. So at X, we've got Antonio Brown or Michael Gallup or Odell Beckham. At Z, we got Brandon Cook stretching the field. And in the slot, we've got CeeDee Lamb. This is an upgrade from last year. This is a better wide receiver core because remember week one for the Dallas Cowboys, that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who the receivers were? Week one, the Dallas Cowboys trotted out CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, and Dennis Houston. Those were the top three wide receivers for the Dallas Cowboys. Houston, now a complete backup. Might make the roster. He's a special teamer, but come on. This is an upgrade from week one. Even once they got Michael Gallup back and added T.Y. Hilton, this is still a better Cowboys offense. And I know they're missing Dalton Schultz, but it's not that much of a drop-off from Dalton Schultz to Jake Ferguson. And you're going to see that in 2023 when Jake Ferguson puts up pretty good numbers and Dalton Schultz sees a massive drop-off as this year's Austin Hooper. The Dallas Cowboys, they continue to make the correct decisions. They are doing wonderful things. I can't believe that I continue to praise Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, but hey, they are cooking, adding Brandon Cooks. And we also have the offensive line. The offensive line, we know they're bringing back Tyron Smith. They tendered Terrence Steele at a second-round level, so any team that wants Terrence Steele will have to give the Dallas Cowboys a second-round pick coming off that ACL tear. But... There's a number of combinations for this offensive line. They could have Tyron Smith at left tackle, or Tyron Smith at right tackle, Tyler Smith, last year's rookie first-round pick, at left, Zach Martin at right guard, Matt Farniok at left guard, and that's kind of the hole in lineup number one with Tyler Biotish under center. Option two is they have Taron Steele. He is able to start week one. He starts at right tackle. Tyron Smith starts at left tackle, and Tyler Smith, starts at left guard that might be the best combination that we could possibly see but the Cowboys also are rumored to be interested in re-signing Jason Peters who was a part-time starter at both left guard and left tackle for them so they could have Tyron Smith stay at right tackle they could have Jason Peters and Tyler Smith flip-flop at left guard and left tackle doesn't matter who plays where it's going to be effective either way we talked about this how last year the Cowboys offensive line, it was degrading, it was aging, it was getting worse. But the fact that they were able to secure Tyron Smith, the fact that Terrence Steele is going to be back, they are now three deep at starting caliber offensive tackles, potentially four deep if they add Jason Peters back to the full. And I also expect the Dallas Cowboys, first round of the draft, they're going to do the right thing. I know everyone wants them to get Bijan Robinson. I know that would be fun and exciting, but... I think this is a new Dallas Cowboys. I think they're going to do the correct thing and go offensive line. Just continue to invest in the offensive line, something that they have done for so many years in Dallas. Cowboys building the right way. And I cannot wait to see what happens next because I've said it before. Cowboys and Eagles, those are the top two teams in the NFC right now. And getting Dak Prescott an improved offense better weapons, an improved offensive line. Only good things are going to happen. Dak Prescott last year, he was number four in clean pocket completion percentage all the way up at 73.1%. But 
When Prescott was under pressure, he fell all the way to 25th, only completing 35% of his passes. Dak Prescott, he is accurate. He is mobile. He is good when everything is perfect. But last year, when he was under pressure, it broke down. So invest in that offensive line. Continue to build around Dak Prescott. Get him a compliment to CeeDee Lamb. This is what I said the Cowboys needed to do. The Bills haven't done it yet. The Bills, their upgrade was getting Deontay Hardy, the new wide receiver four, which kicks Khalil Shakur to wide receiver three. Bills and Cowboys, like two ships in the night, the Cowboys loading back up for a Super Bowl run. Where are the Bills? Where's Stephon Diggs' help? Who's going to take the pressure off Stephon Diggs the way that Brandon Cooks is going to take pressure off of CeeDee Lamb? I don't know. I'm waiting for it to happen. It, there's a lot of offseason left, but I'm waiting for it. Toronto Dave, happy to have you on the show, as well as the Harry Snowman. Always appreciate when both of you can tune in live. That's why I say nearly got a year or two left. Dude is 29 already. Okay, okay. As long as you admit that this year Cooks is fine, then we, we, we've got no issue there. I can, I can get you, you there, Michael, but I think Cooks has quite a few years left. Hope all is well, Connor Porter. Happy to have you on the show, as always. Like Cooks to the Cowboys, but I've also seen Robinson to the Rams and Jones to the Titans in recent years in terms of post-age Apex wide receivers on new teams. I'm cautious. Eh, this is a little bit different. Allen Robinson, clasher. Big body wide receiver on the outside. That's not Brandon Cook's game. Brandon Cook still gets open underneath. He is still a speedster, and he can work in the slot, too. Brandon Cook's opens up this offense in ways that Michael Gallup cannot, both in real football and in fantasy football. Whereas with Julio Jones, again, another clasher on the outside. Allen Robinson to the Rams and Julio Jones to the Titans. Those moves are closer that to Andre Johnson to the Titans and to the Colts and when he was shopping around. When these big body X receivers who dominate through pure physicality, when they age, it's a lot more of a drop-off than when a Brandon Cook's age, who, while he's losing a step with speed, just a small step, though, because we've seen Deshaun Jackson still elite speed at his advanced age. So Brandon Cook's, the speed will fade a little bit. He'll develop into more of a slot receiver, and he'll still be fine. So I'm not worried about him at all. Cook's maybe more of a simmer. Ah, no, Cook's is cooking, Harry Snowman. Jalen Hyatt to the Bills, that would help quite a bit, but still... He's going to need time to develop. It's not going to be an immediate fix, but Jalen Hyatt or Addison. But then Addison, it's, he's not taking the top off as much as Jalen Hyatt, which Hyatt 4-4, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think the Bills just need a more dominant outside. They need DeAndre Hopkins. They need DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to be interesting to see what his price tag is. Because Brandon Cook's 29 years old, $32 million left on his contract through two more seasons and he gets a fifth and a sixth. What is Deandre Hopkins? The 30 year old wide receiver who has $34 million left on his contract. And again, Hopkins much better than Brandon cooks, but I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what Deandre Hopkins is going to fetch in trade. But when that comes out, the rankings will be adjusted. We are constantly adjusting the rankings here on playerprofiler.com. If you want access to all of our rankings, the data analysis tool, which is getting a facelift that you're absolutely going to love. 
the DFS Dominator, the Dynasty Deluxe. If you want it all, sign up now for the all-in package with Player Profiler. Get it all. You get everything that I have access to. $180 value for just $120 when you sign up with promo code JACK. $10 off at sign up. Use promo code JACK and treat yourself because you deserve it. Hopefully you found that pot of gold with St. Patrick's Day. You deserve to invest in yourself. Make some money with us over at Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code UNDERWORLD when you sign up. Free $100 deposit match with Underdog Fantasy because they've got contests rolling out right now. They've got plenty of contests. You're able to invest early. You heard Matty Kiwum and I talking about this a couple weeks ago. How Now, before the draft, we've got those players that we know are going to pop when we see the draft capital come in. It's only going to get less valuable as the season progresses, as we get to the draft. So sign up now, Underdog Fantasy, promo code UNDERWORLD when you sign up. To, yeah, Jalen Hyatt. Mario, or not Mario Addison, geez. Jordan Addison, two completely different animals. But we're looking at the Houston Texans. What does their offense look like post Brandon Cooks trade? Because objectively, they got worse. They shipped off talent in Brandon Cooks. The Z receiver now becomes Robert Woods, who is worse than Brandon Cooks, still coming off that ACL tear. Will be slightly improved, but the offense got worse. They did. However, the Texans also showed some good signs today, even with the Brandon Cooks trade. Number one, the trade of Brandon Cooks. Hey, we're admitting we're, you don't want to be here. We know that we're not going to hold you hostage anymore. That was the old regime. We've replaced the head coach. We still have the same general manager, but he's not really in charge anymore. D'Amico Ryans is. So D'Amico Ryan says, Hey, Brandon, we're going to let you go. We're going to send you to, a team you'll probably want to play for. I haven't heard of Brandon Cooks confirm or deny this, but I have to imagine Cooks is pretty excited to play with that star on his helmet. So D'Amico Ryans does the right thing by Brandon Cooks, sends him off. I'll give him credit for that, this new Texans regime. And I'll give them credit for extending Laramie Tunsil to a three-year $75 million deal. That's $25 million per year. Highest paid left tackle in the NFL. Resets the market at offensive tackle, at offensive line. Laramie Tunsil, he gets that bag, deserves every penny. Now, the Texans gave up way too much when they traded for him, two first-round picks, and they weren't a team that was just a left tackle away. But they still got one of the best left tackles in the NFL, and he has been a stabilizing force for the Houston Texans, despite... Everything that's happened over over the past couple of years with the firings, with the changes in quarterbacks, with everything. Laramie Tunsil, he's been the bedrock of this organization. Cash is in $25 million per year, $50 million guaranteed. So the first two years of his contract are guaranteed up to $60 million in guarantees. So at some point, they're going to trigger an extra $10 million in guaranteed money. Great, great payday for Laramie Tunsil. And this helps whoever that quarterback, we believe it's going to be Bryce Young, but it could be CJ Stroud. It could be Anthony Richardson. It could be Will Levis, whoever the quarterback of the Houston Texans is. They're going to be helped out by left tackle Laramie Tunsil, just a massive human being. One of the best pass protectors in the NFL at right tackle. You got Titus Howard, former first round pick, another massive human being, a 
people mover in the run game, a guy who is just going to impose his will on you. At left guard, you drafted Kenyon Green. He's going into his sophomore season. At right guard, you got Shaq Mason, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers guard that they just traded for, who they got in an absolute steal. Then at center, they return uh, Scott Questenberry, who was solid for them. Underrated find in Scott Questenberry, the center for the Houston Texans. They could upgrade at center. Left guard, they should have a solid backup because Kenyon Green, first-round pick, he played well as a rookie, but could regress. But regardless, the Texans have set whatever quarterback they get up nicely on the offensive line. They will have prime pass protection. They will be moving people in the run game, which opens the play-action game, which helps Damian Pierce, which helps the quarterback even further. So whoever it is, whatever quarterback the Houston Texans get, the offensive line is not going to be the problem. It's the weapons. And so hopefully the Texans with that second pick in the first round, maybe they draft a uh, wide receiver. I have them going with Zay Flowers, trying to play that Debo Samuel role. Obviously smaller. They don't play the same game, but those jet sweeps, those runs, Zay Flowers for the Houston Texans playing that role for the new 49ers spinoff with the Houston Texans. Maybe they go with Quentin Johnston. Maybe they go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Maybe they go with Jordan Addison. I don't know, but I hope the Texans draft a wide receiver because right now, Nico Collins at X, Robert Woods at Z. And then in the slot, you got John Mechie, who we're hoping is cleared to play football, return to the NFL. Wide receiver four, Noah Brown. He's a slot slash Z receiver, so he'll mix in and out at wide receiver four, especially if John Mechie's not able to return right away. And wide receiver five, Amari Rogers. You got to get an alpha. You got to get an alpha in the draft. Might be the first wide receiver off the board, but get some help for QB1 because you've done it with the offensive line in the Houston Texans. Now get them some wide receivers. Cook's a wide receiver three in 2023 since Cowboys are going run heavy. Why, why are the Texans Cowboys going? Oh, because of... Uh, What's his face? Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I don't know. I think he, I think he's probably a wide receiver three in rankings, borderline wide receiver two, but it's not because they're going run heavy. I, I, don't, I don't, they'll try to be. When it has a Mike McCarthy coach team ever being run heavy, they don't want to turn the ball over. It, they'll be slow as they always are. Tom Reynolds, happy to have you on the show as always. Moving on from the Houston Texans, who we expect to improve steadily just continue to improve same with the carolina panthers we're seeing so many teams around the nfl they are just investing in the offensive line following that detroit lions method okay well we don't have a quarterback we don't know what's going on here but hey invest in the offensive line draft panay sewell pay our left tackle pay our center pay a right guard draft a left guard the detroit lions just keep investing in that offensive line. They bring back Graham Glasgow. That's just the Detroit Lions model. And other teams around the NFL, they're copying that. Carolina Panthers, they're just setting up the offensive line. The Houston Texans setting up the offensive line. That way, QB1 comes in. For the Lions, it was Jared Goff. And look at the season Jared Goff had behind that offensive line. Carolina Panthers, they're going to have a new quarterback, whether it's CJ Stroud, whether it's Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. Andy Dalton starting week one because it's Richardson, Will Levis, whoever it is, 
they're going to have a dominant offensive line. They really might have a better offensive line than the Houston Texans. Left tackle Iki Aquanu will give that battle to Laramie Tunsil and the Texans. At left guard, Brady Christensen versus Kenyon Green. Probably that, that one's a toss-up. Might give it to Kenyon Green because of potential. Brady Christensen probably better now. I'll take Bradley Bozeman, the center of the Carolina Panthers. I, right guard, I ooh, Austin Corbett over Shaq Mason. I That one's a toss-up. I don't know. And then right tackle, Taylor Moten, I probably take over Titus Howard, but they're different. Taylor Titus Howard, more of a bully. Taylor Moten, kind of a left tackle that plays right tackle. He is all finesse. He can be a mauler in the run game too, but Moten built like a left tackle, plays like a left tackle with all the finesse in the world, and he is great at it. So either way, dominant offensive lines for the first and second pick in the draft. Both quarterbacks are going to be well protected, but the Panthers... They have much of the same problems as the Houston Texans. The offense around the Houston Texans, around the Carolina Panthers. You got Miles Sanders, quality running back. Him and Chuba Hubbard and Raheem Blackshear are going to be split in the backfield. You got Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans. But at receiver, Panthers, they have DJ Chark at X, or at least they're hoping to. They're hoping to sign DJ Chark. This is the plan. Hoping to sign DJ Chark. He can be X. That's better than Nico Collins. At Z, they're hoping to have Terrace Marshall, but let's let's call it wide receiver two. Wide receiver two for the Houston Texans, Robert Woods versus Adam Thielen. I think I go Adam Thielen at this point. Robert Woods could surprise me. And then wide receivers three in the slot, Houston Texans, John Mechie slash Noah Brown for the Panthers, Terrace Marshall. I think I go Terrace Marshall, but could be anyone's game. The Texans and the Panthers, they're both very similarly set up. They're hoping to lock down some weapons to build around this quarterback. The Panthers could do it with their second pick, their second uh, round pick, but they didn't give up. They gave up one to trade up, got to keep their other other second pick. So Panthers, they got to get DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. They got to. They got to pony up. I'm hoping that a notification will come in. Oh, Adam Thielen is joining the Panthers. I willed it. I willed it into existence. Adam Thielen to the Carolina Panthers. Well done, Jack. Well done, me. Can't believe that happened. Josh Moore, oh, I didn't see your comment until after I saw my phone buzz up. So, all right. Here it is. Panthers needed Adam Thielen. They need DJ Chark because they cannot go into the season with Wide receiver two, LaVisca Chenault, or wide receiver three, and Shai Smith competing to be that wide receiver three. No, they got to add DJ Chark, Chenault, and Shai Smith. They're now wide receiver four, five, and they're perfect. Then you draft a receiver in the second round. Three-year deal for Adam Thielen. Nice. Good for Adam Thielen. He's got to be excited to have a team that believes in him. We'll have to adjust the rankings. I'll check with Billy after the show, see how we're adjusting this, but Adam Thielen to the Panthers. This is a good thing for rookie quarterback. You did hear it here first. Thank you so much, Josh Moore. Appreciate all of you tuning in live when we can break some news, even though I'm getting it from Twitter. We get instant reaction. So Adam Thielen, him and Terrace Marshall, this negatively impacts Terrace Marshall in terms of targets, but the offense will be more efficient. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm excited though. Panthers. Like the Texans, they're building things the right way. You get Adam Thielen, he can 
still get open, still dominate in the slot for CJ Stroud is my prediction. You get DJ Chark, you surround CJ Stroud with veterans and you draft a wide receiver in the second, third round. Panthers, they're looking strong. It's going to come down to a couple moves in the future. Who's better, the Texans and the Panthers? It's going to depend on which quarterback both teams end up drafting, but it's exciting. It's exciting to see the Panthers and the Texans and some of these bottom rung teams building things the right way. I know Miles Sanders, he's the most expensive paid running back, but it's still only $6.25 million. That's fine. Bringing in Adam Thielen, a crafty, reliable veteran wide receiver. That's a good move. They can get DJ Chark. Really hoping that happens soon. It's a good move. Thielen, Marshall, Chenault, not a bad trio for a new QB. It's not bad, but get DJ Chark and it's even better. Get a rookie and it's even better. Love to see teams building the right way through free agency, through the draft. We really haven't seen the mistakes this year. In years past, there's usually just some gross overpay immediately. But no, this year, teams are making good, smart decisions. Last night, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they signed offensive guard Isaac Sayamalo. Three-year, $24 million deal for Sayamalo. And I don't know if they're going to move him to left guard. Because for the Eagles, Isaac Sayamalo, right guard. But they just paid James Daniel, the former Chicago Bear, to play right guard. He's making $8.3 million a year. They're paying $7 a year for Sayamalo. So I think they're probably going to ask the less paid guy to pivot shift to left guard. But either way, you have now taken Kevin Dotson out of the lineup. That's an upgrade, Kevin Dotson. Big fan coming out of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, but never really panned out. He can maybe compete at tackle with Dan Moore or right tackle with Chuck Okorafor. Either way, you have depth on the offensive line because they also signed Nate Herbig. The Steelers, they don't have superstars at tackle the same way the Panthers and the Texans do. Maybe they do that in the draft, but they've got depth. Dan Moore, sneaky find in the fifth round at left tackle. Chuck's Okorafor, he's been a surprise for a couple of years. They invest in James Daniel at guard. They invest in Isaac Sayamalo. They invest in Nate Herbig as a backup. They still have Kendrick Green, the second round pick from a couple of years ago. Kevin Dotson, maybe they trade. And they've just paid Mason Cole last year. The Steelers, they're a good organization. It's no surprise to see them do the right thing over and over again. And truly, this excites me seeing... NFL teams just beef up the trenches over and over again. And then just getting guys at wide receiver, solid NFL quality contributors like Adam Thielen, three-year deal for the Carolina Panthers. Things like that. You build the offensive line. You get the first overall pick. You draft CJ Stroud. You get him good enough weapons, and it's going to help. He doesn't have an elite wide receiver one, but that's okay because he's going to have time. He's not going to have to force it the way other rookie quarterbacks have had to do in the past. Love, love what the NFL is doing. Just building things, setting things up for rookie quarterbacks ahead of time instead of just, well, we were so bad, we got to draft a quarterback and hope that they save us. And unrealistic expectations put on people's shoulders. Not so fast. Not anymore. I'm impressed. I am just impressed with what these teams are doing. 
have no clue what to do with Chuba Hubbard and Dynasty now that Sanders has signed with the Panthers. Can he enter Madison slash Pollard high-end backup club? Yes, absolutely he can. Miles Sanders, not a great pass catcher, not often used as a pass catcher. He can do it, but Chuba Hubbard probably still going to have a role as a receiving back at the very worst. And behind this offensive line with increased efficiency, Chuba Hubbard, he's going to be fine. You probably can't sell him. His stock's probably pretty, pretty low right now, but still, I still like Chuba Hubbard. If MVS keeps KC from signing Chark for a second year in a row, I'll throw my shoe. Yeah, sorry, my friend Josh. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Chark's going to sign with the Panthers. One source for news and commentary on this type of subject matter. One-stop shop here at Player Profiler. We get the notifications coming in live. Keep refreshing to see if and when DJ Chark signs. Unfortunately, doesn't look like that's going to happen on this episode, but maybe by tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow we'll be talking about DJ Chark signing with the Carolina Panthers. We don't know. All we can say is, as the news comes in, we will be there to cover it. We will be there to break it down. We will be there to tell you the truth about what is happening across the NFL. And we'll give you an honest assessment of the ramifications. Because that's what we strive to do here at Player Profiler. We are here to bring you the best of everything at Player Profiler dot com.